October 2-4, we were expecting to um, only test people who were ill with TB. And we're coming in saying, I'm coughing, um, I'm losing weight, I've got stress right now, I have this intermittent fever that keeps coming back. Um, and, and those people generally would be picked up if they came to the clinic. And, and uh, either they would, um, you know, trigger a, a, a TB test because they come for a um symptoms or through our screening um, of symptoms of, of everybody who comes to a clinic, we would pick them up there. But what we know now is that lots of people can actually have TB, TB disease that's active in their lungs that you, you can confirm with a laboratory t- test and that you can see on x-ray that they are asymptomatic. So not only are we missing people who, who do have symptoms and who perhaps don't come to the clinic as soon as they're sick, we are also missing those people who don't have any symptoms because up until now, the way we've, we've decided who should be tested for TB is by asking questions about symptoms and testing those who did have symptoms that could be associated with TB. So I think clearly now that's one of has, has been one of the huge gaps and advances in technology in the last four or five years has enabled us to identify that gap. And um, the department's doing two things to remedy that gap. Number one, they are now starting to test people regardless of whether they have any symptoms suggestive of TB, if they are at higher risk. So this will include anybody who's had TB in the last two years, anybody who's had a close contact with someone on TB treatment in the last year, and people living with HIV because their immune systems tend to be weaker. And so those people will automatically, should automatically get a TB test uh, test, um, every year. And then it has also started actively looking for asymptomatic TB with digital test X-ray. And that's both at facility level, in selected facilities, but now in the next few years, there's going to be much more emphasis on going out into communities and calling everyone together and say, come, get a chest X-ray to see if you could have TB and we can test you. And this is a quick, quick process. The whole process from presenting yourself to having an answer about whether one needs a TB test is about 47 minutes. So, you know, that's great that there will be a program that goes far and wide into South African society. And really, you know, that will be helpful, Dr. Connell. But with regard to what we know, just at a rudimentary level, I can't help but think that perhaps because we've been overtaken by other things like COVID-19, that we have totally placed TB on the back burner. So just as a start, if it's asymptomatic, you know, that's different. But what sort of symptoms should one be looking out for generally if you suspect that there's something wrong? If you're already showing symptoms of TB, there are many, but the ones that are most commonly associated with a laboratory diagnosis of TB is is coughing, 
doesn't go away. Um, number two, if you've got the fever that keeps coming back. Number three, if you are experiencing loss of weight or loss of appetite. And number four, if you're experiencing sweating at night. And I'm not just talking about a little bit of dew on your brow. I'm talking about a drenching mouth sweat. And, 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 and a person who's experiencing those um, will often, I mean, I know if my husband would wake up in the morning and his pillow would be sopping wet and mine would be dry. And, and so that's what I'm talking about with um, drenching night sweats. You actually, you get really wet and you can take off your T-shirt and hang it out to dry before you go back to sleep again. Mm. Um, and then, of course, if you've got blood in, in there, the sputum you cut up from your lungs, that's, that's really quite a telling factor, although it's not so common. Um, but generally, those sort of first things I mentioned are the ones that are asked about should you come to a clinic or if you're being screened in the community. Dr. Connell, you know, it took only three years for a home COVID-19 rapid test to be developed. Uh, what does that say about the lack of uh, a sense of urgency when it comes to the treatment? And isn't, uh, <laughs> isn't that actually it's just it's a scandal? So it shows that we are used to the Holocaust of deaths associated with TB. You know, TB has been with us since two or three thousand years before the birth of Christ. You know, we can we can pick it up in ancient in mummies in Egypt. But the thing is that it has been with us, and and probably it exerts its biggest toll of ill health and death on people who are vulnerable in society and have no political voice and who can't make decisions because they don't run governments or big businesses. Um, So it really says something about human rights in the world and how we prioritize the needs of people. Um, and, And what it does show is that there is the money, there is the intellectual resources to do something if there's political will and if the world prioritizes doing that. And, um, you know, usually severe TV, TV that goes untreated does impact on the marginalized and the vulnerable in societies. And the truth is that big pharmacy companies need to be challenged to put money into research and development to help people who might not be in the Fortune 500 list of companies but nevertheless need, need that sort of thing. But having said that, I think in the last five years there's been a sea change in the world. There has been an increase in funding devoted to TB. And, and in South Africa alone, um, both the Department of Health and its, its support partners um, through PEPFAR, through the Global Fund, are now starting to, to, to give dedicated TB funding in absolutely substantial amounts to make sure that the department's able to reach people and reach them with more accurate technologies and better treatment. And, I, and I'm sure you also know that on the front of drug-resistant TB treatment, South Africa has been a world leader and an ex- a very early adopter of better treatments, shorter treatments, and as a result, in the drug-resistant TB space, we've seen incredible successes 
with treatment. So where people might have died before, they are now being diagnosed and treated. And it's not enough. We need to do more. But it does show that there is a material change in the amount of resources. And, yeah, we need to push for more and more because it's still not enough. Well, indeed, uh, Dr. Lucy Connell, thanks so much for your time. TB program lead at Health uh, Nonprofit Organization Right to Care.